Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend and that you took time to recharge and enjoy some quality time with your family and friends. Last week, my daughter got really sick. She got strep throat, so I did not do a new episode of the podcast. However, I did post an older episode of the podcast where I talked about whether you should have platonic opposite sex friends or not in your marriage. And here are just a few of the takeaways from that episode of the podcast. Um, number one, we talked about how if you're going to have um, platonic opposite sex friends in your marriage, so you have to be transparent about your relationship. We also talked about that your husband or your wife needs to know when you are spending time alone with your friend and it needs to be approved by them. Because when you do that, you are building trust in your marriage and you're not so much making this friend a priority. Number three, together you and your spouse should set up boundaries that you both are comfortable with in the relationship with your friend. Number four, you should put your marriage first. But I think that goes without saying, but sometimes you do have to remind people you got to put your marriage first. Number five, don't disclose any information about your marriage to your friend. Number six, protect your marriage. This is key because so many times you can present your spouse in a negative light and then that friend will look on them and not respect your marriage. So make sure you protect your marriage at all costs and then let go of the relationship if your marriage is being affected. Because at the end of the day, the only relationship that should mean anything to you is the relationship you have between you and your wife or you and your husband. If you would like to find out more about whether you should have platonic opposite sex friends in your marriage, then click on the link below in the show notes to listen to the full episode of last week's episode of the podcast. Now, before we go to this week's episode of the podcast, here's a word from one of our sponsors. During this year, I have met a lot of women who are struggling in their marriages. They feel alone, disconnected, unloved, and don't know what to do to fix their marriages. If this sounds like you, then I would like to invite you to join me for the three-day marriage boot camp, which will take place on November 18th through November 20th. This is an amazing event which will show you how to begin to put yourself first while at the same time changing the negative dynamics of your marriage. I promise you, this weekend will be all about you. So if you need some time to think, recharge, and change the course of your marriage, then be sure to click the link in the show notes to sign up for this amazing three-day live event. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how your marriage or relationship can recover from an emotional affair. A few years ago, I watched this movie called Why Did I Get Married To by Tyler Perry. Now, I had already seen the first part of the movie, and so I was excited to see what the sequel to this movie was going to be. Now, as I was watching the movie, let me just say I was very, very shocked and surprised with the direction that this movie was going in. For example, the main couple, the couple that seemed to have the best marriage and relationship ended up getting divorced. Another couple who was having financial issues and dealing with some major emotional baggage, they did stay together. Another couple, which I thought would definitely be the couple to get divorced because they would fuss and fight all the time, but they actually stayed together. But they did continue their cycle of fighting and making up again. And then the last couple found themselves trying to deal with an emotional affair. I am not going to go into a lot of detail about the movie. 
in the event that someone wants to watch the movie. But let me just say, I was intrigued by everything and by all of these couples and what they were going through. The situation that stuck out to me the most was the situation with the couple who had the emotional affair. So in this situation, it was the wife who was having an emotional affair with a guy at her office. Emotional affairs are often minimized because this type of affair does not really fit into our perception of what an affair is. So what is an emotional affair? An emotional affair is when a person not only invests more of their emotional energy outside their marriage, but also receives emotional support and companionship from this new relationship. In an emotional affair, a person feels closer to the other party and may experience increasing sexual tension or chemistry. So it is not an emotional affair if only one party has feelings toward another individual, but those feelings are not reciprocated. But it is an emotional affair. But it is an emotional affair if those feelings are reciprocated. Now here are some signs that your spouse could be having an emotional affair. Your spouse starts withdrawing from you or criticizing you. Your spouse acts secretive or hides their phone, shuts down a computer screen suddenly whenever you are around. Your spouse seems interested in certain technology or hobbies, seemingly out of the blue. Your spouse seems to always work extra hours on a project with this quote-unquote friend. This friend of your spouse gets mentioned a lot. You seem to hear more about this person's opinion and your opinion seems to count less and less. Your gut tells you that something is going on. Now I'm going to stop here because this goes with another podcast that I did a few weeks ago talking about intuition. So if you feel to have that gut feeling that something is wrong, then it probably is wrong. So follow your intuition. And if you would like to listen and learn more about intuition, then you can go and listen to the podcast. I think it's um, how intuition affects your relationships. But this is something and this is a way that you can tell if something is wrong or if your spouse is having an emotional affair. Another sign is that when you try to discuss any of these things with your partner, it is met with defensiveness or you are made to feel like you are crazy. This is important because sometimes people will try to make you feel as if, you know, you're just being jealous, but it's a difference. It's one thing for your spouse or for you to have a friend who is um, a guy or a girl or, you know, a friend of the opposite sex and to be platonic. There are platonic friendships. However, when this friendship becomes the only thing you think about, the first person you talk to, and here's the thing, if you talk to this person before you talk to your spouse or your significant other, then it's probably an emotional affair. If you feel like you can't talk to your spouse, you can't talk to your significant other, so you talk to this person, probably an emotional affair. If they know more about you than your spouse or significant other, then you're crossing the lines and it's probably an emotional affair. There are many reasons why people have emotional affairs. Um, some could be just that they don't think it's important, they don't think that it's an affair for real because they haven't gone over the line, um, sex wasn't involved, touching wasn't involved, whatever it could be. They may not feel that it is a legit affair and they might just think that maybe they crossed boundaries or maybe they overstepped boundaries, but that it wasn't a legit affair. Whatever the reason may be why people have emotional affairs, emotional affairs are devastating to the people that they happen to, they're devastating to your relationship, and it takes a toll on your relationship nonetheless. So, what do you do if you find out that your spouse is having an emotional affair? And how do you begin to move on from the hurt? These are some very good questions to ask because according to statistics, and I didn't even know this, but he, listen to this, the majority of all 
relationships and marriages have experienced an affair during the span of their relationship. But surprisingly enough, it's usually an emotional affair that the majority of marriages experience. I honestly do believe it's probably just because it's very easy to minimize your involvement in an emotional affair by saying that the person is quote unquote just a friend and you kind of feel that since sexual intercourse has not been involved, that it is okay to maybe overstep the lines a little bit or say things and flirt and do things you normally wouldn't do, but you feel okay to do it in this aspect because you're not dating or you're not together. Having an emotional affair in your relationship can be devastating and it can ultimately lead to the demise of your relationship. Now here are just some things that you can do if you or your spouse has had an emotional affair. Now if you are the person who's having an emotional affair or if your spouse is having an emotional affair, here are some things that needs to be done in order to save your marriage and move forward. The first thing I would say to do is that friend has got to go. So if it's your friend, your friend has got to go. If it's your partner or your spouse friend, that friend has got to go. Because as long as your that friend is in the picture, they are constantly going to be a stepping stone and a stumbling block to your relationship because the emotional affairs could still be going on. Another thing that you need to do is take some time. Now before making a decision, now I've talked about this a lot, sometimes in the heat of the moment we make either ir irrational decisions or we make decisions that if we had thought about them we would not have done these things. And this goes both ways with leaving and with staying. Some people have made decisions in the heat of the moment and they've left a relationship that could have been worked on. Other people got caught up in the apology and got real back into a situation where if they had thought about it, they would have left because they would have realized this was not the thing for them in an emotional affair if your spouse is. So if you find out that your spouse is having an emotional affair, take some time. Think about what needs to be done. Now, I'm not telling you to stay. I'm not telling you to leave. I'm just saying, based on the situation, you know your spouse better than anyone else. Sit down. Think about what needs to be done. Think about yourself. Think about your kids. Think about your family. Before choosing to continue or end your marriage, take the time to heal. Understand what was behind the affair. Now, this is not a decision that needs to be made at the height of your emotional struggle. So take some time to heal first. Take some time to think about it and then make a decision. Seeking professional help with a counselor who specializes in mental therapy can be invaluable because it can help you figure out what is going on. It can help you learn lessons that might prevent future problems. And I would suggest that you do marriage counseling because this is very important. Be accountable. So if you are unfaithful, take responsibility for your actions. It is imperative. As difficult as it might be to end the affair and stop all interaction or communication with the person, but it's something that you have to do. If the affair involves a co-worker, limit contact strictly to business or get another job. And I know some people are going to be thinking like, why so drastic? Well, here's the thing. Your marriage is important to you. And if it is, you would do what you need to do to save it. If you are working with a person that you had an emotional affair with and you see them day after day after day and you are not able to control yourself and limit contact and strictly stick to business, then in order to save your marriage, if that's what you want to do, then leaving that environment is the best thing to do. There are times when people who have had addictions, like alcohol addictions and drug addictions, one of the things that they're encouraged to do is not hang around their friends 
who do drugs or not hang around their friends who drink. So they really have to start over and put themselves around a different group of people because you are who your friends are. You act like who your friends you act like your friends. So if you want to change and if you want things to be different, you have to leave that environment. So if people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol are encouraged to leave that environment where they found their addiction, then people who have had emotional affairs have to leave that friend and they have to leave that environment where they had that struggle. And that is also a part of just being accountable for your actions. Get help from different sources. Seek the help of non-judgmental, understanding friends. And when I say non-judgmental, understanding friends, I know we all have them. They may not be as many as we like to have, but maybe one or two people. These are people who can help you. These are people who are in your corner who are not going to be the people who are going to say, girl, you should be doing this, you should do that, or man, I told you you should leave and you should never marry her. No, they're not going to be the people who are going to be saying these things because they're not trying to influence you to make a decision. These are the people who are going to listen to you. These are the people who are going to ask the right questions like, how do you feel about what happened? What do you want to do? What do you think you should do? And they're going to encourage you to make a decision based off of what you're dealing with and what is best for you and your family. They're not going to be the people to tell you, I will leave him, I will leave her. You know, they're not going to be that person. That is the person you kind of don't want to talk to because they're going to throw all of their emotions on you. And they're going to take all of their past experiences, which could be negative in nature, and put them on you. And then instead of you guys, instead of it being a forum where you're getting help and you're getting encouragement and support, it'll be more like a kind of a situation where you're dogging your mates out, your spouse out, and nothing's getting accomplished because you're not thinking rationally. It'll just be like you're tearing each other down or you're tearing your spouse down, which is not something you want to do because you want to be in the right frame of mind so that you can make a rational decision as to what you need to do in this situation. So if you don't have any non-judgmental understanding friends, then maybe you can talk to experienced spiritual leaders or a trained counselor, which I always suggest. Um, any self-help books could help. Just remember that all self-help books are not equally helpful. Some could just be written from experience. Other self-help books might be from legit specialists in that area. And those are the ones you should go with. But I think that you should go see a counselor. And then if you there are any books that you need to read, your counselor can suggest books that you need to read. And you would know that these books are legitimate books that can actually help you because it was suggested to you by a trained professional. Consult a marriage counselor, which is what I suggest 24-7 all the time. Seek help from a licensed therapist who is specially trained in mental therapy and experience in dealing with infidelity. This is important because they would be able to help you navigate what the issue is. They will be able to help you find out and figure out what the reason of the infidelity is. And it would be better if you guys went together so you can talk about it and work together. But in addition to working together with a counselor, I would also suggest that you see a counselor separately so that you can work on yourself. Because a lot of times situations like this can tear a person down. It can tear down your self-esteem. It can tear down your dreams and the goals and things that you hope for. It could be almost like a loss because... This was a relationship you were truly invested in. You had high hopes that this would last for a long time. You had faith and trust. And in your mind, the relationship was something that it was not. So when trust is broken, there's a loss. Because you didn't only lose trust. You lost the dream. You lost 
your idea of what your relationship was like. So that is why I would suggest to get the help of a counselor. Marriage counseling can help you put the affair into perspective, identify issues that might have contributed to the affair, learn how to rebuild and strengthen your relationship, and avoid divorce, if that's the mutual goal. Now consider asking your counselor to recommend reading material on the subject as well. And I would also suggest that you see a marriage counselor together and that you also go separately. Another thing that you can do would be restore trust. Now here's how you can restore trust. If you're the offender, make a plan that will restore trust and rebuild reconciliation in your marriage. If you're not the offender, but you guys have tried to work together and you're trying to save your marriage, then do the same thing. Make a plan that will restore trust and result in reconciliation. Agree on a timetable and a process. So if you were the unfaithful one, admit guilt and pursue authentic forgiveness. If your partner was unfaithful, when you are able, offer forgiveness and then together seek understanding. And I think it's important because it says when you are able. So many times we think that if something happens immediately, if someone says they're sorry, we have to forgive immediately. And let me tell you, that's unrealistic. You cannot forgive someone immediately if your heart has been broken, if you have been hurt, if something has happened, you cannot always forgive someone immediately. And for those of you who can, kudos to you all. It's, the, it's really a great thing that you're able to do that so soon. But if you're not able to offer forgiveness immediately, don't let anyone tell you that you should or that you have to. Don't let anyone shame you into offering forgiveness because that's not their choice and it's not their process, it's yours. For you, maybe it might take a few months, it could take years, but as long as it takes, take the time to heal, take the time to deal with what you're going through and then at a time when you are able to offer forgiveness. And that timeline is not based on your spouse, that timeline is not based on what people tell you it should be, timeline is based on you. So take that time to heal. While you are going through this process, keep in mind that it's going to be very difficult and painful, but that is something that has to be done whether you decide to stay in the marriage or leave the marriage. Regardless of your decision, it is imperative that you come out of this mentally healthy and ready to either move on with your spouse or move on without your spouse. There is no right or wrong answer, so do what feels best to you. And in time, you will be able to heal and you will be able to love again.
podcast i would like to thank you so much for being here with me today i absolutely love hanging out with you each week and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you if you love the podcast as much as i love spending time with you i encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts i will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes. And I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.